All right, so let's uh, let's get started, guys. We're in Daf Yitam and Aleph. We're continuing the discussion about Kavana for Tevila. We said you have to have right. So we made a distinction between Maser and Chulin. We said the bottom Lokasha la Chulin kana Maser. Definitely for Chulin, you don't need Kavana for Maser. You need maybe you need Kavana. So Gemara says, "Me not tamer the Chulin lo by Kavana." So from where did we say that Chulin doesn't require? Oh uh, wait, did we get to that point? I think we did. Right? Um, so, from where do we know that Chulon doesn't require Kavana? Ditnan, we have the following Mishnah, which is a really interesting case. Okay, so it's as follows Gal Shinitlash Ubo Arbaim Sa'ah. Okay, you have a Gal, a wave. The wave becomes disconnected from the body of water that it's normally in. Okay, that's important that it's disconnected because if it were connected, then all the water is viewed as being united. Okay, but imagine sort of like this leaping. Wave, okay, and in the wave is 40 sa'ah. Is this a realistic scenario? Maybe not, okay, but nonetheless, it helps us to illustrate certain principles, okay. It falls on a person or and or kelim. Tahorim, they are tahor. Gemara says, Katani Adam Dimni de Kelim. So it taught us the case of Adam similar to Kelim because it lumps them all together. Ma Kelim Dulomachavne, Af Adam Dulomachavne. So just as Kelim don't have Kavada because they're, you know, they're Kelim, they don't have a personality. This is not a Disney movie. Okay? So same thing with uh, humans. They don't have to have Kavana apparently. Okay, so that works. Gemara says, well, not so fast. Umimai. But from where do you know that's true? Maybe it's a case where a person sitting and anticipating when will the gal with this wave become disconnected and flow over me? It's just a reverse. That maybe kalim are similar to a person. Just as the person who is a subject to kavana, so to kalim only become to whore when you intend to have the kalim be in the water. Okay, Kumar says, well, hold on. But if you say it's a case of a person sitting and anticipating the water coming over him, my lamemra. What's the, why have to tell me the whole case in the first place? Right, what's the whole point of the case? Is that should be very obviously uh, valid. Kumar says, because I might have thought to say as follows. Maybe I should say this case of the wave would be no good because I might have to make a gzera lest I come to immerse in a chardalit of gishamim. Now, what is a chardalit of gishamim? So you see this, this long Rashi here. We're not going to read the Rashi inside, but the, the chardalit is basically a little stream okay, of rainwater. There's a very important principle in uh, the laws of mikvaot, which is as follows. If you have rainwater, the only way rainwater can be metaher is if it's be'ashboren, which meaning it's a sitting um, pool of water, I mean, not flowing pool of water. Okay, that's called ashboren, and it means like a bore. Okay, you can remember like the word bore, like a pit. Okay, so in that case, you dip into the mikvah, like a typical mikvah you go to is ashboren. It's, it's a pit of water, you dip into the pit, Good to go. Okay, that's what works with Megishamim, rainwater. That's like most mikvot we have are rainwater mikvot. Okay, but if you have spring water, Ma'ayan, it could be mitahir, even bezochalin, uh, even if it's as it's streaming. Like in a stream, you can let the stream flow over you, as long as it has to be a little deep enough, obviously, but it can, it can zip over you. Okay, so the question is maybe you'll come to be tovel in a chardilit of gishamim. If I have this wave that jumps out of this stream and like flows over me, so maybe that's it, it's moving. Maybe I'll say the same thing for a stream of rainwater. And a lot of streams are rainwater streams. Okay, 
And that would certainly be no good. So maybe my havamina would be that this should be no good either. Okay? And therefore, should, therefore that's uh, it's important to teach me this halacha. Inami, alternatively, nigzor rishon atu, excuse me, roshin atu kipin. Maybe we should make a about the roshin, the roshin meaning like the edges of the wave which hit you, versus the kipin, which is being under the crest of the uh, wave. Just imagine, like, I think, I imagine, like, a surfer, right? So if a surfer is, like, in, the, you know, the big wave, right, where it comes over, you ever see those photos, like, those videos where the surfer is, like, mamash, like, in the tunnel of waves? So imagine that. So there you're, like, not really being, like, bathed in the water, but you're surrounded by water. So you think maybe that would be good. That's definitely not good. You can't, you can't be a um, mitahir that way. So maybe you say, well, I shouldn't use the edge of the waves, too, if I can't use the middle of the waves. So either way, the point is that there's a chiddush, the Gemara is saying inherently in this case, where it's saying that if you would have the wave come over you, you could be tahor, that by itself is enough of a chiddush. Okay, so kamashmalan, delo gazrina. Okay, so kamashmalan, I'll tell you that you don't, you don't make such a that the case actually is good. Okay, the Gemara says to me, now, Tamer Dilomadilam Bikipin. And for whether we know that you can't be Tovel in the Kipin, in like this canopy of the wave, Titania is going to write down, Matbilin Baroshin, Tain Madalim Bikipin, Lefisha, Matbilin Bavir. Because you can only be, you can be Tovel in the edges, but not in the Kipa, and like the, uh, the dome, because you can't uh, be Matovel in air. Okay, so kind of maybe it's a little, it makes a little sense, but maybe you'd have a Havimia that would work. Okay, so this is not a good proof. The point is, so this this bright this Mishnah was not a good idea. It didn't teach us in the end that Chulon doesn't require Kavana. So Elo Gemara says rather Meha from this case did not. It teaches us the following: Okay, so again, so you have uh, fruits that fall inside a uh, a pool of water. Upashat, um, and he uh, put his hands in. Okay, Mishi Yadav Tmeot, somebody whose hands were Tamei, you put your hands into this pool of water to grab the, let's say, the apples, Vinatalan, and he picked them out. So the halacha is Yadav Tahorot, his hands are Tahor, okay, Uperot, Enan, Be, quote unquote, Kiyutan, end quote, Kiyutan. Okay, the idea of Kiyutan is that we know there's a halacha, or maybe we'll learn now, there's a halacha that in order for fruits to become Tamei, they have to become, uh, have what's called Hechsher Tuma, meaning to be like sort of primed to become Tamei, and the only way you can be primed to become Tamei is through contact with one of the seven liquids, the Shiva Mashkin. Okay, there's a nice uh, acronym for the Shiva Mashkin, if you want to write it down, if you remember, called Yad Shachat Dam. Yad Shachat Dam. Yad, Yud is Yayin, Dalad is Dam, blood. Okay, Shachat, Shin, it's Shemen, oil. Chet is Shachat, right? Achalav, milk. Tet is Tal, dew. The second Dalad for Dam is is, uh, Dvash, honey. And Mem is the most obvious one, which is Maim. Okay, whether one of those liquids has to, you, the, 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 the fruit or vegetable has to come to contact one of those liquids first, and then it's primed to become tamay, and then you can, it can, it can, uh, you can transmit to me. Okay, so it's saying you, these, these fruits fell into this like barrel of water or whatever, you put your hands in the thing, so your hands are tahor, and the fruits do not, uh, are not susceptible to tuma. They're not susceptible to tuma. Rashi points out here, Dav Tahorot, his hands are tahor. Um, despite the fact that he didn't have kavana to be dipping his hands in the water to make them dough, he just wanted to grab the apple. Okay. Now continue the Mishnah. And if he puts his hands in in order that his hands get rinsed, he wants his hands to get washed. Maybe he has a little something on his hands. Then his hands are still tahor, and the fruits in that case are 
in the quality in, in the within the puzzle of Kiyutal when it is placed. The idea here, there's sorry, I didn't explain. The idea there is that you only have the perot being mukshard le tumah if you intentionally brought them into contact with the liquids. If you don't intentionally put them in contact with the liquids, it doesn't matter that something is spilled on them. Okay? But either way, we see, you see this difference in the two cases there, whether the person kind of wanted the, their fruits to be uh, rinsed off or not. But either way, the hands become tahor, even though his goal wasn't primarily to dip his hands in the mikvah. The goal was basically just to pick up these apples. Okay? So you see there that you don't, for chulin, you don't need kavana to make yourself tahor. Gemara says, Eitavei Rabba le Rav Nachman. So Rabba asked Rav Nachman the following kasha. One second. Okay, let's just remember. Rav Nachman was the last on Yechem Abed. He's the one who said, Kan l'chulun, kan l'maser, that chulun doesn't require um, kavana. Okay? So, so Rabba asked a kasha Rav Nachman with the following source. Hatovel l'chulun v'huchzak l'chulun. Somebody who dips for the purpose of chulun and is huchzak l'chulun. Remember, huchzak means... Um, that he, uh, like, remember, we've talked about this idea with the kavana, right? That you only get the level of, of tahara that you intended, right? You only get the level of the intention. So he's intending for a table to eat chulon, say, for example. So asur lamaser, and you're not allowed to eat maser. What's the point there? Huchzak in, lo huchzak, lo. It sounds in there that if you are muchzak, if you have this intention, then yes, then it works for the chulon. But if you weren't muchzak, it doesn't work. So again, so, so Ram is saying to Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, it's a great idea what you're saying, but the sources don't seem to bear it out. Our Mishnah seems to indicate that you have to dafka, have kavana, even for chulan. Even though there's another source that maybe indicates otherwise, but our, our Mishnah certainly seems that way. Mar says, um, so again, huchzak in and huchzak lo. So Mar says, no, hachikam, can answer Rav Nachman as follows. Afalpizha huchzak lechulin, asr lamaz. He says, no, even though you're muchzak for chulin, meaning even without kavana, that is asr from us. Okay, that's an answer. He has another kasha. It says, but If you went to the mikvah and you weren't muhzak at all, you didn't have any thought process at all. It says, If you didn't go to the mikvah at all, my love, kilulu tovah klal. Does not mean that's as if you didn't go to the mikvah at all, and if you're not tahor, lo. Mark says, No. Entering of that one, no. Kilulu tovah lemaser. It says, If you didn't you weren't tovah for maser at all, about tovah lechulin. Okay, but you were you were tovah for chulin. Okay, so okay, we're wiggling out of the uh, the uh, the issues this time. Husavar dachi kamadchile. Uh, so he had thought, Rabbah thought, that Rav Nachman was merely like rejecting and pushing him off and sort of giving a weak answer to a really good kasha, even though it was a satisfying answer. It worked well enough, but it wasn't really a great answer. But but Rabbah, being the man of integrity he was, went out and looked very carefully and found the following source. The Tanya found the bright to look. Tava v'lohuchzak asur l'maser umutar l'chulin. That the brightest tells us if you went to the mikvah, you weren't muchzak at all, you didn't have anything in mind, you're prohibited when it comes to maser because you're still considered to be tamay, but you're permitted to eat chulin. Okay, so you are tahor. So you see, it works even without having kavana. Amr Abelazar, Abelazar says, Rabbi Lazar said even a, even a bigger point. He says, if you go into the mikvah and you come out, you're muchzak for whatever you want. For whatever you want. Okay, um, one second. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Now the Gemara says as follows. So you see, Rabbah basically was was sort of defending Rav, Na- Rav Nachman too. He found the source of defending Rav Nachman. Okay. The Gemara says made to be. That's a kasha. Here we go. Here's another interesting case. Odehu raglo achat b'mayim. If the guy's one leg was still in the water, like he's coming out of the water, but imagine sort of like stepping out of the mikvah. Imagine there's like stairs or whatever, and he's got one foot in the mikvah, one foot out. Huchzak kal. 
מחזיק עצמו לדבר חמור. As long as you got one foot in the water, once, as long as you were having intention for something more lenient, to be tahor, for something more lenient, you can still be machzik yourself for something more stringent, because why? I still got a foot in the water. So I haven't completely left the water yet. Since I haven't left the water, it's as though I'm still in the mikvah. Okay? Um, sorry, just hold my place for a second. Allah, but if he totally came out of the water, shuv no machzik. So then he can't be machzik. And you can't change your mindset at that point. I mean, you're, you're stuck with what you were thinking before. Kumar says, my love, Einu machzik klaus. So what does that mean? Does not seem to indicate he can't be machzik at all. Uh, look at Rashi here. It's just it's a little a little bit higher than where we are. Kilomar ben sheichzik atzmo b'shaat tefila b'davar kal ben shalohi chzik atzmo l'klum shuv einu machzik. Isn't that indicating that? Like, I mean, it says einu machzik kal. It sounds like whether he had something more lenient in mind or he had nothing in mind. That would be my right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work at all. Meaning again, implying that you have to have some sort of kavanah against Rav Nachman. The Gemara says, "Well, not necessarily." If he's still in the water, so even though he was intending one thing, he can be, intend something else. But Allah, but if he came out of the water, If he didn't, wasn't huchzak at all. Um, he can do it. But if he was thinking about something else, he can't change it. Meaning, what the idea would be, look at this Rasha here, I think this is right. Uh, if he went in without intention of anything particular, he just went to the mikvah. You can do whatever you want. So interesting. He says the idea is like this. It's almost a reverse of what you would think, but it's such an interesting logic. He's saying, if you were thinking about something lenient and you took your leg out of the water now, then you can't change it to something more stringent. You can't change what you were thinking. But if you were thinking nothing, that's fine. So it pays to not think. Yeah, so it would be almost better to think nothing. Right? Sometimes it's better to do nothing than to say, right? It's like, it's like talking, right? Sometimes saying nothing is better than saying something stupid, right? Right, right. What's the, what's the line? Better to say nothing. People think you're small. Uh, think you're a fool than to speak and prove no, them right. No, you're a fool. Yeah, something like that, right? So uh, something like that, right? So it's like something is better to do nothing than to do something. That's Rav Nachman's defense. It's an interesting defense. Okay. Now the Gemara says, hold on. Montano Who's the Tana who taught this idea that his one leg is in the water? Like, where did we get this idea? It's such a funny idea. Right? If you're all the mikvah, I get it. But when your one leg is still in the water, it still counts for something. It's a very strange idea. So Amr Abedat, Rabbanat says, Rabbi Yehuda. This is a reflection of the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Ditnan. We learned in the Mishnah Mikvah as follows. This is also, again, classic case. One of those examples where, like, again, in real life, hard to imagine this is actually working out. But it works to help us to define certain things. Mikvah You have a mikvah that was just measured and has exactly 40 sa'ah. To the let, right, to the ounce, right? Or to the drop, we should say. Two guys going to the mikvah, one after the other. Harishon tahor. The first guy's tahor. Why? Because he went to a mikvah that was 40 sa'ah. And the second guy is tame. Why is he tame? Because once the guy, second person, first guy came out, he brought some water with him. Right? Like, when you came out of the shower, right, you're still wet, right? It's not like otherwise it just disappears. So you come out of the mikvah, you're still wet, so he brought some water with him. The second guy is Tame. 
Alma Rabbi Yehuda, that's the, that's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yehuda says, Im hayu raglav shalrishon, they'll go b'mayim, but if the first guy's legs were still in the water when the second guy went in, afasheni tahor, the second guy's still tahor. Why? Because we have this idea that you're still connected to the water, so I guess like all the water that's on his body is like, you know, through his leg, which is touching the water, it's all halachically connected. Now again, obviously like in real life, the water is not actually in the mikvah, but from a halachic perspective, that would work. So that's what Rabbi Yehuda is saying. This is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, the idea that one leg works. Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Rabbi Barabua. Rav Nachman quotes Rabbi Barabua saying as follows: Machloket the Ma'alot to the Rabbanan. The whole Machloket here is about the Ma'alot, the extra stringencies or the extra measures of the Rabbanan. We'll read the Rashi about this in one second. Avam Ituma Latara Divrei Hakol Hasheni Tamei. But if it comes to the issue of Tumantara, everyone agrees the second person is Tamei. Let's look at Rashi here. Machloket. Machloket de Rabbi Yudah Barabanan, right, this machloket, whether the one leg helps or not, kshahaita tefilato bishvil achadi ma'alosh al-chachamim. That's only when the purpose of the tefilah for like an extra measure of the Rabbanan. Kigon, for example, ha'onin, v'amachus ar-kipurim, right, these are different people, Excuse me, only as a person who just lost a relative hasn't been to, hasn't uh, been buried yet. Bechus or Kippurim, somebody who's lacking, um, hasn't brought korbanot as part of the process of their uh, of their uh, um, tahara process. Shetrichin tvila la kodesh, because they, they need tvila for the purpose of uh, kodesh for being able to like bring korbanot. They know tamei tuma deoraita, but these are not situations where these people are actually tamei on a deoraita level. So that's where Rabbi Yudah says, okay, in that situation where the only reason we're going to make for anyways is like this rabbinic extra stringency, so having a leg in the water helps. And even the rabbinic say no. Okay, the Amrin and Gud Achit Mayim Shalav Kiidohim and Mikvah. If you guys remember from Sukkah, now if you learn Sukkah, Gud Achit, the idea is like a wall can come down, so that if you imagine like a, from a roof, a wall comes down, so you say like as if the one that's on his body is viewed as though it was in the Mikvah. Okay, but that's only that's only in uh, real like extra stringency case. So be, you know, because of the extra stringency, we could be a little more lenient about it. But when it comes to Tuman Tower for real, no. Back in the Gemara, Vahainu Derabi Pidat, and that was Derabi Pidat. Igadamri, some say no. The whole machlok they said there is only mitumalatara that the rabbanon would only be strict in a case of actual tumatara. When it comes to the extra stringencies, everyone would agree, even the rabbanon would agree that the second person is tahor upligid rabbanon. Now argue rabbanon because again rabbanon is trying to restrict our, uh, our, 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 our Mishnah, excuse me, to Rabbi Yudah's opinion. So he clearly doesn't see it that way. There are two different ways of seeing what Rabbi Yudah said. And the truth is, we, we'll stop here, because you see the peak at tomorrow's Amud, it's pretty short. So even though there's a lot of uh, Tosas there, uh, we'll be able to finish both, I think, tomorrow. Shkoch.